doing this? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Wrestle down. Wow. 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 That's the wrestle down with Jer Palapo, Dennis Bruno, and our mascot, Keaton the Kitten Man. He is sniffing Dennis's coat. Uh, much like wrestling. What a twist. It's cold outside again. <laughs> <laughs> we are here in Alston, Massachusetts, and it has been raining four out of five days, and yep. uh, time to wear a sweater, because fuck you, it's May. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. How you doing? Oh, boy. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Deflection. I'm doing all right. Uh, we got so much to cover, so let's fucking jump into it, I yeah. guess. Um, we're just going to start off, because like, we were hyped for Best of Super Juniors last year, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's annual... Uh, lightweight or junior weight um, uh, tournament where they do a G1 style round robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been, I think, four nights have happened so far. I've watched three and a half. I, how many of you? I have watched uh, three quarters of the first night and right. consistent with last year, it's been excellent. Yes, yeah. Um, what do you think of the commentary? I think that the commentary adds so much that I wish other companies, which, which some do, like Chikara yeah. does, um, so much context and backstory that gets me into people I'm not necessarily mm. familiar with because New Japan posts in bursts versus like scheduled things. I mean, they they announce dates ahead of time. Yeah, but I don't really do appointment. We don't really do appointment viewing as much as uh, we used to as fans. No. So specifically, um, I like that I know who Doki is now before I did before. Yeah, uh, he was a last minute uh, sub that they had to throw in because of. Uh... Some injuries and visa problems, and it's pretty cool. It's like yeah. having a, a masked Tai Chi guy going around being violent and mean. Yeah, El Desperado from uh, Suzuki Goon's not in, but they have another Suzuki Goon luchador type dude in there. Yes, yeah, and good sub. Very good. Um, I had read that Flip Gordon was supposed to be in the tournament, but isn't. Yeah, because and... he had a visa. He couldn't yeah. get his visa in time. So, and I still have a Ring of Honor sour taste in my mouth from the uh, Madison Square Garden show. Yeah. So it feels like, oh, hi, Keaton. Keaton has, oh, he's put one paw on my lap because he's very nice, and he agrees that Doki's better than Flip Gordon. He's got empathy. Yeah. He's got a lot of empathy. He does. Um, so, yeah, I, commentary's great. I like Doki. I'm excited for the rest of the nights to come. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the From what I've seen, uh, <laughs> my night... Yeah, I mean, it's consistently good. You can throw any of these guys into random matches, which they basically do. Yeah. And it winds up being a pretty good watch. Uh, it's all high-speed action. Um, yeah, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Show versus uh, Shingo Takage. Yeah. Uh, could be my match of the year. Yeah. It's so intense. It's one of those rare matches where it's not necessarily a white meat baby face versus another baby face. It's more white meat versus, like, Lightly seared baby face. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get the sense that New Japan really does like faces heels really much. It's just no. like a you you root for you who you like, and uh, everyone's got personality. Some guys cheat more. Yeah, but sometimes it's lovable. Sometimes it's not. That um, I was gonna say is like Thunder Lager does a lot of backstage promos where him and uh, Tanahashi basically harp on this guy follows the rules and has honorable versus this guy isn't yes yeah so at least for me that's the compass that i try to navigate like show and yo 
Roppongi 3K, yeah. are very much rule followers until they get super aggressive, and then they start bending a little bit. Yeah, I think they that came out because of their long feud with uh, the Suzuki-gun guys yeah. over the lightweight tag titles. Which shows evolution of their characters, mm-hmm. and as somebody who just appreciates long narrative threads with payoffs... Then and I, it's it's just nice to see. Yeah, it's and whenever you see a tag team, you, it fans I feel like are conditioned to wonder which one's going to break out. Yeah, and I feel like Sho is positioned at the moment to be that guy. I want to see what Yo does in response. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think it's fucking hilarious how much harder they're pushing Sho. Yeah, like I mean, he gets protected in the tag matches. Usually, he doesn't take the pin. Um, he out of the four nights that. Or the two nights, the two matches that he's had in this tournament so far, they've both been excellent, like long matches. But they're also like hyping up, like he's got a brand new look and he's got a new theme song all for himself. And then his tag team partners coming out to their tag team <laughs> theme. Yep. Which is too bad. He's Yo's very good. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think they ad- they added um, someone on commentary who I've not heard his full name, Caprice. He's uh, it's interesting because I don't think the commentary has great. Uh, chemistry mm. when it's the three man booth. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Caprice Coleman's the guy from Ring of yeah. Honor who was in the booth, yeah. and he, him and Cedric Alexander were a tag team for years in Ring oh, of Honor. Okay, and um, I I've never been a fan of three man booths. To be yeah. entirely honest, I think that um, especially this past week, I've been watching some Raw and WCW recaps uh, as part of Stroud's kind of retrospective that he does weekly. Brandon Stroud on UpRocks.com. Yeah, we read. We're a big fan. We're collectively a big fan. Um, and it, it's always better when there's more focus on color guys like JR from the... Or, excuse me. Um, Lawler. The King Lawler okay. from the ni- late 90s. And, like, JR was really good at play-by-play, but he also had, like, this running, kind of whiny of just, like, no one listens to me, pouty kind of person. Yeah. But he always knew what he was talking about more yeah. than, like, not. So... With a three-man booth, it's it's harder to get a sense of who's really passionate about what and why. Right. Like, Kevin Kelly is, like, the Ring of Honor encyclopedia, so to speak, because he has to be. Right. And he's very good at giving context backstory. I like Don Callis when he's there. Caprice, I feel like, is another one of those guys who is new to the booth. He'll, mm. He might figure it out. He yeah. might not. But at the meantime, I I would agree it's distracting. Yeah. Uh, when you get to night three, let me know what you think. Because at that point, it's just Caprice and uh, Kevin Kelly. Interesting. And I think, uh, I mean, usually the three-man booth breaks down with uh, the color commentator who's just down the middle, tells you what's happening. Uh, then there's a heel and a face. Yep. But the interesting thing about this uh, three-man booth is that it's Kevin Kelly's being right in the middle. I think Caprice kind of has this, like, uh, he tends to point out the psychology of the match. Like, this wrestler is doing this to this guy's arm so that he can't do this move later on. Like, he's thinking on those levels. While Chris Charlton is very much into, like, the backstory. And, like, this happened here, like, 30 years ago in this arena. And who knows if something similar could happen right now. Because this guy's been doing this... uh, for like this past like six months has been his like trajectory. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of a weird match and I don't it feels like Kevin Kelly's right in the middle having two different conversations the whole time. But that's the only bad thing I have to say about the these shows. Keep in mind I haven't watched uh, the tag matches because right. I don't have the time. Yeah, and I mean the tag matches are what they are. They're a little bit of filler context before the the one on ones to make them more meaningful. I like them. Yeah. Um, but again, it's it's a time. Yeah, they're, they're fun. But second requirement. I have a question on Charlton. He's the like the British soft spoken guy, right? 
Yes, I don't know if he's British, but he has some. Guy, he might be Australian or New okay. Zealand, but like, yeah, yeah. I, in I, I assumed British because he talks a lot about like he fills in dots for RevPro when True. the RevPro guys are there. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. He's closer to like a Kiwi or Australian. I, I want to get your take on this. I don't feel like he presents confidently. I feel like mm. he presents fact factually accurately yeah but i don't feel like if he called a booth by himself i'd want to listen to a show i don't think yeah i don't think he would be able to do that i think i mean i I feel like he might have just been like someone on twitter yeah who like was very knowledgeable and everyone was like wow this guy knows his shit and then they just brought him over right because i assume he was from australia just partially because the flight from there to japan wouldn't be too bad for him yep but i don't know i'm i'm interested to see kind of as he starts to chime in more because i feel like i'm pretty sure he's fluent in japanese or at least knows enough to be able to translate which is huge and i feel like the more language barriers are torn down like in reverse i would love if some of the Japanese announcers, like, spoke in English as well as they could. Mm, yeah. Because the energy of hearing Japanese commentary with subtitles is so much higher yeah. than knowing what the context is of just hearing people, but, like, through the filter of American-style narrative. Right, I know, yeah, they have so much more energy. Yeah. Um, which is, it might also be partially just the language difference and how they express themselves. I yep. don't know. But, yeah, great stuff. Uh, it's gonna be a, a long but fun month, I think. Yeah. Um, it... I in the in the years that you've gotten me into New Japan since mm-hmm. I think it was Wrestle Kingdom ten or eleven that we first They're watched both, together. Yeah. Um, I've never been able to at the start of like the New Japan Cup or Best of the Super Juniors or the G One be able to watch from start to finish. I've never made the commitment, yeah. so I'm gonna toe dip with this, and I've made a summer commitment to follow the G One from beginning to end. Yeah. So this is kind of me getting ready for a lot of fandom. Yeah. Get yeah <laughs> get get ready. Um, yeah. I skip between the. I skip like two minutes ahead after the end of every match. I skip the tag matches because I, you know, uh, my friend uh, Alicia Siegel, a fellow comedian, is also a New Japan fan. But I made the point that it might be good to watch the tag matches for the first two nights. Yep. Just because like it establishes all the characters, like what they're trying to do. Yeah. I didn't do that, and I'm still enjoying it. So right. You know. It. I think the tag matches are especially important for the people that they don't have long-term booking ideas for it's to be point. noticed. Yeah. Um, like, we, we had talked about before the New Japan Cup, and, like, we had made brackets, you and I, separately and together, Yeah. about, like, should we care about Yoshihashi? You're <laughs> in the camp? Yes. Yeah. I'm in the camp. He's there. Yeah. And it's important because little stories, like him and Chase Owens, mm. played out. And right. when it ended, he then had nothing, and then got eaten by Tomohiro Ishii. But he's still there and important and plays a role. Yep. So I feel like the tags, especially with the best of the Super Juniors, like, I don't know what they got in terms, in long term for, like, Titan or Doki or yeah. um, El Phantasmo or, like, Robbie Eagles. The guys who you know aren't going to win. Yeah. Um, I just want to know what change happens with them or their factions based right. on how they do. Yeah. I think out of all <laughs> those, there's no long term plan for yeah. any of them except for El Phantasmo because he caught, like, all these. Uh, all these big flashy like uh, uh, video things, hyping video up for, teasers, like, yeah, for like a month or two. Yep. But everyone else is. I mean, Doki obviously a sub for the last minute. I'm I'm excited. I'm having fun watching Ren Narita. Yeah. Um, I think he starts out on the other block on night two. Mm-hmm. But look out for him. He's a he's a young lion who got him subbed in because of the um, issues they had. Yeah. And he's doing a great job. It's one of those things where, in watching like WCW recaps, I feel like there weren't enough company men of just like I'm fighting for WCW. Where yeah. New Japan presents that well enough with the young lions and dudes like Tanahashi, who yeah. 
a little bit a bit is into Gucci Japan or like kind of sillier factions, but I think that there's a lot to be said about company pride when the company is like honorable, right? Like, there's a hundred percent reason why no one fl- flies like a WWE flag when they debut. Of just like I'm fighting for the company, mm, yeah. It, it's toxic. But New yeah. Japan, it's a giant lion logo, and like there's years of rich history and like a ton of pride from the Enochism era and mm. like Japanese national nationalism and stuff like that. Which with Bullet Club, they've you know expanded yeah. out to the U.S. into other parts of the the world, but. Ren Narita and the Young Lions, I feel like, are just a really cool slice of homegrown talent who could grow into the next Tetsuya Naito or yeah. Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, I am looking forward to seeing him lose every match. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get stopped. Yeah, but he, he's holding <laughs> his own on the first two matches that I've seen him do, and it's been very fun. And like I, the story then becomes when, if and when he does win, of yeah. just like holy crap, Ren Narita won, yeah. and people talk about it. Yeah, I don't even. Generally, I don't think the Young Lions really win. No. Um, well, so they beat like, each other, but yeah, yeah. Right, of course, like the Young Lion Cup. Um, but I think, like, and then it'll go on excursion, and it'll come back, and we'll see. It's part of that's fun, like, watching people grow. Right. Yeah, you know, same uh, stardom's the same way, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying that as well. Uh, so you want to get to a fucking segment mania? Segment mania! So we decided to do a... Uh, our Money in the Bank preview. Yep. Uh, I got the matches up here on Wikipedia. Nice. Um, let's go from, we'll go from bottom to the top, but we'll try to do something a little special because Money in the Bank is airing on the same night as the finale of Game of Thrones. <laughs> that was the mountain. <laughs> That's how, I mean, let's, uh, we can talk about our Game of Thrones fandom for like, uh, let's try to say five minutes or so. Sure. Yeah. Well, how, what, what have you thought about the season so far? I think that the it, it is high budget fan fiction, yep. and there's nothing really wrong with that. The first three episodes of this season were a lot of fun, hyping up to what I felt like should have been the narrative end of the show. Yeah. Which is uh, the Night King representing ice got beat by fire, which is representing the living. Yeah. And ever since then, it's been real dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should say, uh, Game of Thrones spoilers for the next five minutes, just skip ahead, you know, and then whatever. I don't know if there's going to actually be spoilers, what I say. I think it, the show's just been on a downward trajectory, yeah. and it's writing since, like, season six or seven. Right. Like, but it's, you know, it's still fun. Still, yeah. It still looks good. It, that's yeah. all I, you know, demand at this point. I honestly, I like the last episode was episode five, mm-hmm. which again, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen as far as that for season eight, episode five. Yep. By the time that the battle that could have been didn't happen, which yeah. was the Golden Company, a mm. group of mercenaries literally hired to come and fight, didn't. Yeah. Um, crossbows meant to shoot down dragons, didn't. Yeah. A dragon, like Daenerys on dragon back, killed everyone. Literally right. everyone. Yep. And then anybody who was left standing on the other side got mercilessly slaughtered, and it was forty-five minutes of it. Yeah. And I, I got, I started rooting for Arya to die because <laughs> I wanted there to be something different instead of her just running from like hollow to hollow at King's Landing, and she didn't because holy shit, homegirls got the thickest plot armor now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I yeah I think you're right about the the end should have been like the Night King. Yeah. like battle because like the whole sub uh, subtext for the whole show had been like all these people are like worrying about this fucking throne but there's like dead people coming to kill them right and then uh now the dead people were dispatched in roughly one episode right an extra long episode but still and now uh now we're just gonna watch the like eight people who are left uh do some bickering 
Yep. And I'm sure someone's going to get stabbed. And let's say Bran will wind up on the throne. That That's the popular theory now. And yeah. my hope is, I mean, you can argue up and down, left, right, sideways, that all of it's convoluted at this point because it's yeah. all fan fiction. But yeah. the, the, uh, the, the theory that I hope holds true just so that some amount of attention and payoff is given to dead versus living is that the night king was important because the three-eyed raven was a bad guy all along mm. he was training Bronn to be a future bad guy yeah but people don't see it that way because why would they right the mark on Bran's arm wasn't just like so he could locate him it was now you're going to turn into the night king oh now and when everybody sweeps themselves off the board so to speak like Daenerys I think is going to get killed yeah because I don't think any after Ugh. after what she did, it doesn't seem like that would be it would make any narrative sense for her to yeah. Um, because the ultimate, I don't follow anyone's narrative because all I do is brood. Jon Snow is still alive; <laughs> he's probably going to kill her if not get. Like, so many people are about to die, but like, why would anybody kill Bronn right now? Yeah. So I think that he's just going to roll up in his random ass wheelchair and eyes go blue. He's on the throne and mm. everyone's fucked anyway because they are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's dumb. But yeah. not as dumb as WWE Money in the Bank. Money! Well, the reason money, why we talk... Money, 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 The reason why I wanted to get our opinions on Game of Thrones is because we're going to do a preview where we go match by match, and then we'll decide if that match is more exciting on paper than the finale of Game of Thrones. Yeah! We got some high bars to set. <laughs> but you know what? They want Money in the Bank to be one of the big five pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. We got to fucking treat it like a big five pay-per-view. That's right. And, uh... You know, even though they didn't give it an NXT this time. Oh, yeah, that's the other bit of news. We're going to see NXT 20, take over 25. In Connecticut. Yeah, that's where they connect the eye cuts. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Keaton? My cat knows things because I tell him things. <laughs> he's very well listened. <laughs> he's very, he's smart. He is. Yeah. Um, so we'll just go back match by match and then uh, see if... Uh, if I'm going to change the channel at 9 o'clock, if this match happens to be on, I guess. That's a, that's, I don't know. what I'm very interested to see what they put on at, like, 8.55 yeah. to see what uh, they try to keep home viewers watching, if they care. You know, I think they do. We, you and I had done some reading. Like, you had shared an article that I had read in our, and the Russell Franz had yeah. read, which had basically detailed how much Vince McMahon doesn't listen to other people's yeah. ideas by match time. So... I think that 855 is going to be an absolute, like, we could put all the matches in a cup, turn it <laughs> over, and then we'd be right. Yeah. Um, it could be all of the matches at the same time. It could be, like, one you wouldn't expect. He's not, he doesn't care about Game of Thrones. I don't think he knows what it is. Yeah. Because I, I think the description, conclusion, summary of him of just, like, he just works out and goes to the shows is it. Yeah. This that is does, what he does. There's, like, a rumor thing going around from somebody who called into a wrestling observer and had a bunch of, like, uh... Like twenty something little anecdotes about like Vince McMahon being difficult, yeah. let's say. And so I think some of them seem like bullshit, but I think the general vibe feels accurate to what everyone else has said about working at WWE. Yep. So um, I don't know. I do think that somebody's going to be like, "There's something that people are going to tune out at nine o'clock, so we got to do something at like eight fifty-seven." Mm-hmm. And Vince will be like, "What? Those AEW guys are doing something? <laughs> uh, doing something are a week early?" Uh, not in my house. And uh, who's the Night King? Who do you ever beat? And I'll probably have like Charlotte Flair <laughs> make her entrance at that point. Yep, for fourteen minutes. Yeah, from a dirigible. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, let's begin. We got yep. the pre-show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm looking at these matches now. Uh, 
Uh, can you see him? I can. Okay, good. Um, I'm not sure where the pre-show would end. I mean, they've announced the this one to be definitely on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, uh, who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, versus the Usos, Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso. My head hurts from, like, the wild card rule is now a thing where guys on Raw can go to SmackDown and vice versa, and it's supposed to be a limited number, but no one's really capping the number. So we have a, a Raw tag team fighting the SmackDown tag team champions for their tag team championship. It, that part hurts. Yeah, but I know. As far as the, the match itself, um, whew, I love Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And I think that if he, he wrestled the Usos by himself, I'd be more excited than mm. Rowan. I think Rowan is limited, and I think that he is very much liked because of how big he is. Mm. But I, I never get excited for a Rowan match. I like Rowan as a heavy in the background. Right. I don't want to watch him wrestle. Yeah, I get... I'm w- always willing to give him a chance because I'm always willing to give every wrestler a chance until they, you know. But, like, he, yeah, he's... In the hit past has not been exciting. I wonder if working with Daniel Bryan will make him seem more dynamic. I Just, hope so. Because, like, in the past it's been, like, he's been teamed up with, like, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper... And, like, maybe Braun Strowman a little bit when Braun was briefly in there. So, like, it doesn't... He's not had a faster partner. Yeah. Which means, like, all of those Bludgeon Brothers matches he had with Luke Harper were just, like, slogs of them walking around and hitting things and carrying hammers but not hitting things with those. Right. And so it's been... Check off Sledgehammer. Yes. Which never got uh, paid off. But right. um, I, I mean, the Usos know what they're doing. Right. Daniel Bryan has a fucking galaxy brain for wrestling. Yep. So I think that they'll pull off something that will be fitting for a pre-show kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't think the Usos are going over. I think no. that everything that they put together, just like you said, the choreography is going to be slick. I think that Daniel Bryan's a 10 on 10. I think the Usos are 8 on 10. Yeah. I think... If they limit what Rowan does to just strongman stuff, which is what he does anyway, it'll yep. be as good as it can be. Yeah. Um, is, yeah. Is that good enough to be better than the Game of Thrones finale? I would watch a Game of Thrones recap video. <laughs> <laughs> I I would probably not watch the theme song. <laughs> but once the episode started, I would uh, switch over to this one. Yeah. So next we got, uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship... Tony Nese versus Arya Davari. My question to you, um, who's the good guy? Uh, Tony Nese. Okay. Nese is now like the uh, kind of, he going into WrestleMania, he was the underdog. Who, right. Like, just couldn't get it done. And then he got it done, and now he's the champion. He's on top of the world. Is he still the premier athlete? Is that still the thing? Does he still have eight abs? Yes. What makes him heroic? <laughs> <laughs> I Because he couldn't win the title, and then he did. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, he was, like, up against a real, real asshole in Buddy Murphy. Yeah. And so he was, you know, and now he's just, he's happy to be the champion. Yeah. And uh, Arya Davari is a bigger asshole. Yes. I think the key to WWE faces is to just have a bigger asshole next in line. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which, look, you, uh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of good there. I like Arya Davari has been consistently since 205 Live started, been a bad guy. Yeah. And he's just like a rich entitled person offline. He gives a lot of like really cool, I get like I'm a grown man with an allowance type of promos. Nice. And I think that he's another one of these guys who are under the radar doing really good low key mm. character stuff like Ali had been doing. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to win, but I think that they'll have a good match. Yeah, I think so too. I like, he's not, um, 
he's not a guy who blows me away in the ring, mm. but I would have said the same about Tony Nese like a month before WrestleMania. Right. So, uh, I'm you know I think this match could be good uh, as well. Uh, is it better than Game of Thrones? Mm. I mean, generally, I think the two five live matches are incredible. Right. But also, you can get them on every Tuesday. So. I think I would spend more time complaining about why you're on Greyjoy fought Jamie Lannister versus watching this match. <laughs> sorry, right. guys. Yeah. Sorry, sorry Cruiserweights. I am one of the ten people who still watches 205 Live, though. Yep. Um, but not during Best of Super Juniors. Oh, uh, those other nine are just Jerry <laughs> with tabs. <laughs> <laughs> one of them's Keaton. Okay. He likes the people jump. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of people who jump... <laughs> <laughs> Samoa Joe. (laughs) For the United States Championship, we've got Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio, the man who jumps. (laughs) The the man who invented jumping. That's true. Uh, (laughs) He brought jumping to North America. (laughs) Back when it was only a Central and South American thing. See, Rey Mysterio Sr. hopped. Rey Mysterio Jr. jumped, which is why he was given the name in full. Yeah. Um, I, I like this match a lot. I think that the, the, the most fun visual bit I got to do just selfishly at WrestleMania was I bought Rey Mysterio's mm-hmm. mask. Him and Joe fought at Mania, spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. And Samoa Joe beat him in under a minute with the cocaine clutch. Yep. And hell yeah. So I got to put the mask on and just like do a Charlie Brown walk to concessions. <laughs> and as I was walking by, people were like, oh, what happened, Lucha Man? <laughs> and I, was, I just kept shaking my head. Uh, it was great. Yeah, what's the, the build to this has been basically Joe harassing Ray's uh, fucking son. Who's right? taller than who's yeah. about as tall as all of them. Yeah, which he's, is hilarious. he's bigger than ever. He's, yeah. He was a, he was like a what, thirteen year old boy when uh he was his custody over his fatherhood was put <laughs> up in, in a ladder match between Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. It's one um, of the greatest all time WWE graphics is yeah. that SummerSlam ladder match with custody of Dominic <laughs> in the middle of the screen with ladders, Eddie looking like a shit heel, yeah. Rey Mysterio looking like I'm gonna do this. I don't know why I agreed to this, but I'm gonna do this. And almost lost. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I um. And now he's back, like t- fifteen years later. Yep. Uh, he's trained to be a wrestler, but he hasn't wrestled yet. So maybe he'll bust out a move or something like that and help Ray win. I I really want like what could have been with Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle to happen with Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Mm, yeah. I want Ray wrestling because he's doing great right now in his career resurgence, late career. And I think Dominic is another one of those possibilities. Of yeah. He's got a wrestling pedigree name and hopefully has been training enough that he could be serviceable. Who can, Throw him on Raw. Yeah. Uh, like, this three hours to program, just let him do something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this better than Game of Thrones? Yes. Wow. I love Samoa Joe. Yeah, that's think, true. It's a good I point. I think Samoa Joe with a title is more meaningful than Samoa Joe without one. I don't love that it's a mid-card title because it usually means on TV he's losing a bunch. But it's him and Rey Mysterio. I think that it makes more sense to watch what they do than complain more about, oh my god, why is the Night King dead? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's better. I I would say I would watch this uh, over one of the earlier season's finales, but not uh, this season, uh, the series finale. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think my opinion is going to be opposite for this uh, next match, though. It is for the WWE Championship Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, K-Names. 
Um, That's the first thing I thought too, actually. (laughs) I think that this is one of those stories that I wish had gotten more time to breathe. Like a Dornish red. But um, I love what they've done with it in the time they've had. I I can't help but feel like Big E would have added more if he hadn't got hurt. Yeah. Just the New Day getting betrayed by Kevin Owens. But I love that Kevin Owens tried to replace him. Yeah. And... I, part of me does really wish that Kevin Owens' a face had had a chance more time to be a thing. Yeah. But in, in a time where they're kind of low on heels that they can go too quick on SmackDown, he's great. Yeah, I think this did happen because Brian was injured for like three weeks to a month after yep. WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I uh, I do kind of wish we got like one maybe pay-per-view tag match with yep. Kevin Owens and the Big E role because he was having fun. Yeah. And he never gets to be a face. Right. And then he immediately turns heel. Yeah. We all knew it was coming. Yeah. But it was still, this time it was surprising for how quickly it happened. Yeah. Which is generally it's been surprising when it's just been like, this guy's going to turn this week. And then like 52 weeks later, we're like, okay, he's never going to turn. He's always going to, oh no, what did he do to Jericho? <laughs> and uh, why is Jericho's name on this list? <laughs> why, why, why is Kofi's name in this trombone? <laughs> yeah. Like, one thing that I feel like, especially a a fan like myself takes for granted is that I watched a segment where Kofi was in the ring, and Kevin Owens was like, was he going to walk down to the ring and brawl? Was he not going to walk down to the ring and brawl? And in that moment, I thought to, in that, like, I knew he was eventually going to walk to the ring and fight him, Kevin Owens, but, like, Kofi Kingston, WWE Champion, was in the ring. Right. On on the way to the ring was WWE Championship Challenger, Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. I don't think this would have been possible years ago. No, not but at it's all. not only possible, it's happening, and Kofi's probably going to win. We're yeah. probably going to continue to get Kofi Kingston WWE Champion, which is great. Yeah. Go Winthrop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of want Owens to get a top title win, but it's too soon for Kofi to lose. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But I would, I'm definitely, I would watch this over the Game of Thrones finale for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is the end of their feud either. I think that mm, this is booked through, because um, it's money in the bank, if they want to make it a tentpole, probably up to, if not... SummerSlam itself the month before mm. SummerSlam so that they can start to build Kofi against somebody else like maybe Brian again right? or Shane McMahon because he's the best in the world I yeah. don't know if you've heard that yeah. but uh, yeah we'll get to him <laughs> <laughs> Miz will get to him yeah um, I do I can imagine a situation where Kevin Owens loses yeah. but like gets like a good uh, like beat down on Kofi yep but then Sami Zayn won the Money in the Bank uh, thing earlier and mm-hmm. cashes in there. I could see Kofi losing because of the Money in the Bank winner, yeah. um, which I kind of would. I would be into that, right? I, as long as there's strong enough justification, yeah. I'm fine with title switches, kind of irregardless. Like Kofi is precious because yeah. he he's a representative of change, right. and Sami Zayn at the moment is just booked like a shit heel. So if he does win, it should be in a slimy way, and right. I feel like he would get it. Like Kofi would get it back. Yeah. In the same way, like Edge lost after he cashed in on Cena the first time. Yeah, I can. I, I could all see like a fun feud being a New Day versus Canadians. Yeah. Uh, in general. Yep. Uh, as long as you just don't call him Kami. I love AJ Styles. I don't want to hear him talk. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So next, we we really, we brought this guy up because he is the best in the world, Shane McMahon. <laughs> 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 Uh, the ghost of good booking <laughs> inhabited Jer's jaw for a second. He is facing The Miz yep. in a steel cage match. Yeah. Uh, the theme being that last time they fought all over the arena, now they will fight in less places. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up, yeah. yeah. I, I love um, the potential of babyface Miz. I think yeah. that 
he spent too much time opposite Shane in that if he wins this, he sh- I, I don't know what he wins. Um, yeah. Like, Mania, he would have won the honor of his father, who got literally just beaten to death by Shane McMahon. <laughs> yes. And that gave rise to the funniest crowd commentary at WrestleMania, <laughs> where a guy yelled, Tend to your father! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this. Good thing I'm here for you. <laughs> so, like, it, the the feud, just Miz and Shane, peaked for me then. Um, I, I agree. I yeah. love Miz, and I want his babyface fire to be... Like, like to burn bright to the match, but I feel like he's given the same promo every week, similar to how Becky Lynch is given the same promo every week now. Yeah. So, I, uh, I want Miz to win, but I also want this to just stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't really, I don't feel a need for more than one Shane McMahon match per year. Like, yeah. and even then, like, I'm kind of like I'm over it, but I get why. Right. I don't need him at every. Like, at WrestleMania and Money in the Bank yep. and whatever else. I don't need him in a regular feud no. with a regular guy. He, uh, I'm sorry, an A-lister guy. Right. But, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 tiresome. Every Shane McMahon feud seems to last, like, eight months yeah. when it could be four. Right. It's, like, the one long-term booking thing they do. Then the McMahon's got, McMahon's got to look strong. Yes. And, yeah, and it's also, it's a steel cage in, in weird WWE land that means there's going to be more interference. So I feel like you, we're going to see Elias, <laughs> we're going to see potentially Bobby Lashley. Yeah. We're going to see, like, henchmen get sent, and it's, it's still this weird trope that exists of, like, the faces never have friends. Yeah. So Miz is probably going to lose, and lose because he doesn't have friends. I'm going to try to escape to the fucking door that I hated <laughs> my entire goddamn life. I hate the WWE Steel Cage matches because they have a goddamn door, and that <laughs> defeats the purpose of Hold climbing out door. of the cage. Hold the door! I would, I would watch Hodor die again <laughs> over this match. I agree. Which is not going to happen in the Game of Thrones finale, but who knows? I'll turn the channel just to find out. <laughs> Hodor's getting booked real strong. <laughs> he was for a very long time. He was. He was Bran's Borgen victim. He was Bran's Rowan. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be cool if Daniel Bryan warmed into Rowan? <laughs> he started throwing, bu- like, bukkake knees and just, like, was cleaning house. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when you sit in a hyperbaric chamber for too long. <laughs> you get you, psychic. You get very environmentalist, <laughs> and you'd fucking be able to warg into bigger men. Oh, my God, and he'd be recycling Rowan himself. Yeah. Like, you'd be putting him to use. Oh, yeah. so good. Oh, God. Okay, so the fir- next match we have is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Woo. It's Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Again. <laughs> 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 I, like, read this cage side thing. Uh, Becky and Charlotte, out of the last 11 pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. it's going to be 11, counting this one. Right. Out of the last 11 pay-per-views, they've interacted on 10 of them. Yeah. It's just been, like, nonstop with them. Yep. And it's a little exhausting. I think, and it wraps back to a little of what we talked about earlier with Vince McMahon's like weird memo: "This is or isn't true" about him. Yeah. He loves tall, sexy blondes, yeah. and that's Charlotte Flair to a T. Plus, she's wrestling royalty. Yeah. So, and she's really good. Right. Like, it, I didn't even have to mention those two things to emphasize she's arguably the best WWE uh, women's wrestler main eventer. Right. Um, besides Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch is the only person who's better because of her character right now. Right. You can argue back and forth about who's technically better. I think Becky wa- is because of her experience, but she, in terms of, like, in-ring style for WWE, Charlotte knows how to main event. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think Becky, <clears throat> Charlotte's definitely got the big match of, uh, like, experience. Yep. For sure. But, 
And I think it just dampens Becky's character to yeah. constantly just be fighting this one person. Yep. It also doesn't help the rest of the, uh, the, 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 well, it doesn't help that there's like eight or, yeah, eight women mm-hmm. in the Money in the Bank match, which lowers their options on people who are fresh to fight Becky. Yep. And, like, the interesting thing about Charlotte sticking around is, again, watching the recaps from the 90s, is that eventually the authority figures got punished when they abused their power too much. The board of directors would say that, like, we're going to throw handcuffs or a bag on your head, and now you're not in power. That doesn't happen anymore. So Vince, like, the only time that power shifts happen is when Vince is actually on camera versus when he's not. Right. But when he's on camera, no one checks him, except when he gets punched in the face, kind of. Yeah, and now he's too old to take a real punch in the face. Right. So no one really takes, like, there's no one to take over. And, like, if the rumors are true about Triple H being super frustrated, I think that this dude, like, Triple H is white-knuckling it behind the scenes (laughs) like, die. Yeah. (laughs) Die. So he can actually, like, do the things that he wants to do long-term, rather than just, like, keep losing battle after battle right. that's ha- been happening. Yeah. Um, it's hard to call... I, I As far as the Game of Thrones thing goes, it's hard to call this one, because they're, like, 90% of the time, really good matches. Yeah. But it's also a match that I've seen uh, about nine times already in the last year. Yep. I More per- than that, probably. I'm sure they've had matches on, like, free TV. Yeah. I I think it's going to be a good match no matter what, and it's just, it's really weird in, like, what feels like a disposable era of WWE wrestling to just say, I can just trust that it's a good enough match to not pay attention to it, Yeah, which it it should feel must-see, but it's been done to death, Uh, kind of like Derek Bonbarian, that's not right, (laughs) Derek Dondarian. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Barry Bonbarian. (laughs) The newest signee of NXT UK. Yeah. Well, I will. I would rather watch Game of Thrones and the continuing adventures of Barry Bonberry <laughs> than this match again. If it winds up being a five star classic, fucking yeah, I'll catch up with it again yeah, later. Of course, um, but well, who knows? Uh, they've got at least one um, together anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the next match of the Wikipedia list is uh, Roman Reigns versus Elias. Mm-hmm. Um, the continuing uh, Roman Reigns gets easy wins over OK Heels tour. Yeah. I, I like this match. I yeah. like it a lot because I really want them to start to take the heat off of Roman, which stinks he's on both shows again because the wild card rule. Not yeah. his fault. Right. But I absolutely 100% want to get behind Roman Reigns, guy who talks sense on Ms. TV. Yeah. Roman Reigns, who, like, fights logically. Roman Reigns, who is a baby face that I can get behind because he beat fucking cancer. Yeah. And Elias is a shithead. Yep. He played with himself in front of 80,000 people at WrestleMania. <laughs> and it was really In good. a very PG way. Yeah. He plucked himself. <laughs> and then the, I, I like to watch him get beat up, which is the whole purpose of a heel, right? Yeah. Of either be so, be so good that you're untouchable and it's frustrating that you don't get beat. Or, or just be such a shithead that it's fun to watch you get beat. And that's Elias. I, I'm excited to watch him lose. He had... Hologram or like recorded videos of himself playing with himself in different things. He didn't do anything untoward at WrestleMania. My cat looked very worried when Dennis said he played with himself. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, I'm really, I'm into this one because they had one match on Raw, like one of those like Raw matches that gets like a fair amount of time, and it was really good. They have good chemistry. Yeah, and Elias doesn't get to wrestle enough to like yeah. establish why he's in a wrestling company instead of like opening for Old Republic or something. Right. I feel like the Elias character is someone who would have fit right into a, a position that like Val Venus would have had 20 years ago, yeah. which is 
he's very good to a ceiling, and until he gets this, like, last finishing dynamic quality, shouldn't be in your main event. Right. Like, <clears throat> weirdly, I feel like he's the cautionary tale of treat him at this level before you Baron Corbin him to death, and yeah. no one wants to see him ever. Yes, I, yeah, I, I like, yes, having him once per show yeah. is perfect. Right. Uh, once per two shows, actually, because of he's only on one Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Baron Corbin. Yeah, he's very mad. He's everywhere. But he's not in this next match. Nope. Uh, match listed on uh, Wikipedia is the Money in the Bank ladder match for the women's Money in the Bank. I said it too many times. Uh, Barrick Don Barry. <laughs> Barrick Barrymore. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got Natalia versus Dana Brooke versus Naomi versus Bailey versus Mandy Rose versus Ember Moon. Versus Carmella versus Nikki Cross, who was a last minute uh, replacement for Alexa Bliss. Yeah, uh, if she has, if the reason she's out is because of a concussion, mm-hmm. they need to put her in Daniel Bryan's hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. until her brain is crazy. <laughs> I want her to be Jean Grey. Yeah. when she comes the fuck out of there. Um, oh, I, w- I wish I could pull the name, but there's a Mortal Kombat fighter of just, like, something in Tor, where it's just, like, this little person who's on top of a giant juggernaut of a character. Okay. And that might be even a Mortal Kombat game I haven't played yet. It is. Yet. Um, it's the last Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat okay. 10. I haven't played that one. It's very good, and I want Alexa Bliss to do that, but with, like, Nia Jax. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad that she's just out of the mat for health reasons. Yeah. Cutting straight ahead to, kind of, like, I would watch this for two hours versus the Game of Thrones finale. Okay, yeah. Because it's eight women who haven't had the chance to interact with each other too much. Yes. Um, it's a bunch of, like, fresher faces like Nikki Cross, Ember Moon, Mandy Rose... Uh, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke, who, like, precious baby Dana Brooke, please, <laughs> please catch people. <laughs> please don't hurt I like, yourself. Yeah. I like Dana. She's, like, she's she's always, every time, she shows up on TV, like, once every three months, and she's always got something new going on. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for what she, you know, I think she could be one of the breakouts in this match. Yep. Um. I mean, my sentimental favorite now forever is Bailey to win. Of course. Um, but I, if it had to be anybody else, I would love if they rode, like, Nikki Cross's surprise momentum similar yeah. to Kofi's. Okay. They like to do that. Yeah. And like it, I just don't think somebody like Natalia has a chance. I don't think that somebody like Naomi, which stinks because she's super talented and deserves mm-hmm. more. But, like, yeah. And like, Carmella won it last year or uh, in years Two years past. ago. Yeah. yeah. So, She's already a two-time Money in the Bank winner. Yeah. Technically. I think, like, yeah. and whenever I see a Money in the Bank uh, match, I immediately think that none of the faces are going to win. Yeah. And it's very rare. Like, I think Braun won it, and that's, like, the most recent face. I mean, that was last year, but, like, yep. it's the first time in a long while. Right. So I think the chances of Bailey winning without, like, a heel turn later seems, like, low, but I would think, I think Nikki Cross is just the kind of gray that would be very exciting. They like to do that thing where like somebody gets injured and someone's a last minute replacement, and everyone's like, "There's no way they're gonna win," and then they do. I think is that how Zack Ryder won uh, the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania? Yeah, because yeah, he was a last minute replacement for somebody yep. else too. Yep, held it for a whole day. Yep, and and um, Nikki Cross could hold the money in the bank briefcase for a whole even hour. Who yeah. knows? And in terms of just like the 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 prize of the match gets turned over from one person to another. I would love a long-term storyline, long-term of four to five weeks in our friggin' instant gratification booking era yeah. of Nikki Cross gives the briefcase to Alexa Bliss. Because, mm, yeah. like, that shows at least a, a chemistry and some character development of Nikki was getting ignored, somebody paid attention, 
her like friendship with Alexa Bliss gets rewarded by she's in the Money in the Bank ladder match. She wins it. Yeah. She's grateful. She gives it to Alexa. Yeah. Who just like is always going to want to be champion. Right. <clears throat> it's interesting. Yeah. It could be any. It could go any way. But, yeah. Um. I wonder if they'd be they would do that just because it feels like they're cautious with Alexa yep. and they have been for the past year. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe she'll come back and like I said, have psychic powers and oh. burn them all. Um. <laughs> <laughs> X Men Dark Phoenix comes out June seventh. Um, we're not sponsored by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> this segment brought to you by us. And I'm not even excited for that movie. I just wanted to make the joke. Um, <laughs> Take that, Sansa. <laughs> the next, uh, and I would watch that over Game of Thrones. Also, yeah. Um, the next match is uh, also the Money in the Bank. But for the men, yeah, uh, we got Sami Zayn versus Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin versus Ali versus Finn Balor versus Andrade versus Randy Orton. That is a fucking talented gang of men's and also <laughs> a guy who wears a vest. Yes, um, and that is the plural term for wrestlers is a gang of men. <laughs> um, I th- I think that this is going to be super fun to watch yeah. everybody get RKO'd in succession. I think there's going to be a lot of surprises. I think Andrade is going to wow people. I think mm. Ali's going to wow people. I think Sammy's going to wow people. It's one of the most athletic men in the Money in the Bank ladder match for sure uh, bookings ever. Yeah, La- um, and they uh, <clears throat> I should add that uh, Sammy Zayn's in it because Baron Corbin lost a match to him yep. on SmackDown, and now I, I expect Baron. To, uh, uh, did I say Baron? I think I meant yeah. Braun. Yep. Um, Braun Strowman lost to Sami Zayn, and now Sami Zayn's in the match. I expect Braun to come out and like wreak havoc for a little, at least a little while. Yeah, I think he's the reason that McIntyre and Corbin don't win. Yeah, it, which again, it like I like when things feel organic, but I also like when I can feel certain uh, like interferences coming that feel earned. Yeah. So Braun Strowman not being in the match is great because mm-hmm. he's a four hundred pound man. I don't want to see him do athletic things. That's scary. Yeah. And he was in it last year, and he won last year. Exactly. It's, it's hard to book Braun to lose because he's so big. Right. It, it's it's hard to believe when he loses, yes. like you're saying. That's and um, yeah, him not being in it has given way to eight guys, like two who are super tall, which is Orton and McIntyre, and mm. everyone else who's just like athletic fun sized. Yep. And um, who do I like to win is fast. I think that it's time again. In my mind, to elevate Finn Balor, I think that his match with Lesnar proved mm. that he is a world beater when you put him in the main event, truly, yeah. versus in like his surprise match with AJ Styles when everybody had the mumps. Yeah. But aside from him, I'd say give it to Ali. They wanted mm. to heat him up before, yeah. and this is a guy who's worked his ass off with Cedric Alexander, and like reward him for his work, please. Yeah. I think uh, Andrade is my pick, mm. and I think he's a dark horse pick overall because he's a... He's a heel, and they seem behind him, yep. and he loses a lot on SmackDown, mm-hmm. which is usually a good sign that like they'll give them the big win yep. uh, when it matters. So he can lose more. Yes. He will win the Money Bank briefcase, then lose for three months, and then at SummerSlam become a champion. Yep. Or Baron Corbin it up and not become a champion, uh, which I, d- I hope doesn't happen. Yeah. I feel like he's got too much in his quarter. Are you... I mean, how, how could he lose with Zelina helping him? That that's that's my saving grace with Andrade is that like if that rumor thing of just like he talked to Vince McMahon wanted more things and Vince McMahon's like speak English. Yeah. Um. He's got Zelina. Zelina yep. can talk for him and she can she interferes meaningfully in his matches. Right. She's killing it on Instagram. She's one of those people that feels three dimensional on camera and off. And she has four cats. Got four with cats Al- with Alistair Black. Oh, they have adorable names. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think. Uh, 
Yeah, and I think she's going to get involved in this match. Oh, yeah. She's going to hurricane run somebody yep. into a ladder. Which, I mean, this is the type of atmosphere where if she's going to be there, which she should be, you can have somebody else come out and be a counter to her. Like, maybe it was somebody in the ladder match who felt like they didn't get enough shine, or somebody who wasn't booked already. Like, Ruby can could run out and just, like, suddenly be aligned with somebody and yeah. beat the crap out of Zelina. Um, yeah, there's tons of room for surprises. Hopefully we get them. Yep. Um... I would watch that over the Game of Thrones finale. Yes. For sure. I would watch both ladder matches together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Then they'll probably take up half of the Game of Thrones finale. Yeah. Uh, not counting entrances, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the second to last match listed on Wikipedia is Seth Rollins, who is the Universe Champion, versus AJ Styles over that very same title. Yep. A dream match from 2011-ish. Yeah. <laughs> um... I, I love AJ, and, yeah. like, I shaded I him a little bit earlier because, like, his promos can be weird, but yeah. um, <clears throat> I he's my favorite TNA guy to ever cross over. I think that he didn't really slow down when he got into the WWE. I don't think he really has. Mm. I think that Seth Rollins is the heir apparent to be, like, the WWE's version of AJ Styles, even though he's come from, like, Ring of Honor and a bunch of different, like, yep. origins, but... It's fun watching almost, like, mirror images of each other fight, but in the best athletic way possible. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when Chris Jericho fought Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Like a, 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 a legend and someone who idolized him. Yeah. And they're coming in together at just the part where, like, one's at his peak, one's maybe just below it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think they could be good as long as they don't go, like, fucking WWE crazy about it. You know, AJ Styles had a bad run of... Uh, stupid endings to his matches and it's it makes it very hard to be excited yeah um i don't think this one's going to end with both of them kicking each other in the nuts because <laughs> they have already done that in the last two years yep <laughs> it's uh, too soon picture this in your mind i hope it ends with both of them stomping each other in the head i don't know how you do that but i want it to be that way i'm just realizing that shinsuke and uh rusev are not booked on this pay-per-view and that's Neither insane aren't the iconics I, yeah i know Blue. i kind of at least the iconics got to be on Smackdown a little bit yeah. last week, but yeah. And the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that's not racist, but it sounds racist because we have no reason to think they're not racist. <laughs> I just, it, it's one of those things where it, like, certain words from 30 years ago in pro wrestling live just yeah. because they used to be used in a way. Kabuki, the word, isn't fighting. Right. It's theater. Yeah. So, like, if you're a kabuki warrior, you're a theater fighter. Well, it's meant to be, like, unusual. And, like, so, yeah. so I, I get it. I get why. And it's supposedly Asuka and um, uh, Kairi Sane wanted the, well, wanted kabuki girls, but mm-hmm. got upgraded to warriors, I guess. Which I guess makes That's sense. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. It's just fine. But, like, I don't know. When the news came out, everyone was like, it's Vince being racist again. Mm-hmm. I, like, I was like, I, I see it. <laughs> I don't, uh, like, immediately my thought with any... Yeah, the news could be like Oscar like has a fucking of uh, a makeup line or something like that, and I'd be like, "Vince being sexist again because he ha- we have no uh, there's no goodwill in the way of social good with WWE." Correct. Um, as far as like this versus the finale, if I had any faith, like you said, in main event matches ending clean, I would yeah. watch it. I don't. Yeah, I feel like if you watch, if this went twenty five minutes, you'd watch it for twenty, and then five minutes would be watching the crowd to turn their head to see who's going to interfere. Mm, yeah, I think, uh, and the fact that it's face versus face, which yeah. is unusual, makes me think that something's going to happen, and maybe it might even just be a twenty minute match where something bullshit happens yep. and somebody interferes, or the Money in the Bank winner. Oh, 
I could see a heel winning the Money in the Bank thing and then trying to do what Seth Rollins did at WrestleMania as his signature yep. uh, thing. But Add himself to the match, win yeah. it that way. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'd, I'd like it if Sami Zayn did that. Yeah. I'd like it if Ricochet did that. I would like it if, like, an unexpected face did it and became a heel. Because, yeah. like you said, face versus face. Right. Um, and then the last match listed, I... It's weird that this is the top one, but it's for the <laughs> Raw Women's Championship. It's Becky Lynch, again, versus Lacey Evans. What, 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 what? She's not Charlotte! <laughs> <laughs> She's red Charlotte. Yes, she is. Yeah. If you hit R1, you get Lacey Evans. <laughs> um, I, I, I hope great things for Lacey Evans in the sense that, like, I feel... Her promo this week was terrible, mm. and I, it, it's not her fault in the sense that, like, she hasn't gotten a lot of time to do anything meaningful. Yeah. She wandered onto and off of stage a bunch of times as her character for almost two months. Yep. And when you're brand new from coming up from NXT and that system of expectation to literal main event, as it's written here in Wikipedia, that's a ton of pressure, and yeah. I don't feel like she's ready. I don't feel like... It's fair to put her in this spot this fast, but I think she has a ton of opportunity to surprise people in a great way. Yeah. And Becky's going to carry her. Right. I think she's... One, I think that it's not going to be the last match on the card. No. I think this is... Yeah, I think the one of the Money in the Bank things, or maybe Rollins-AJ, but... Or maybe Charlotte versus Becky. I don't know. But, like, I don't think this is... Like, Becky has two matches. I think one's going to open the pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and one's going to be upper mid yeah um and i think this one i think i'm, I'm open-minded about lacey evans i think she her ring work is good uh i the walking out thing kind of brilliant yeah. there aren't a lot of ways to get people to hate you in wrestling earnestly and then wasting their time <laughs> is uh, the best is like one of the best ways yeah people say so she walked out for like 30 seconds at wrestlemania and everyone was like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> which is fair to do when you know you're in for a seven hour show <laughs> that could have been six hours 58 minutes and you know 52 seconds right <laughs> Oh, I, my! I, I think the ordering that you have is correct. I think yeah. my hope is that Becky fights Charlotte first, gets super tired, and then Lacey Evans' match yeah. starts next. So then I think Becky still wins that too. Right. But I think that there's more possibility of thinking, oh, they're going to go with Lacey Evans. I think if they right. do that, boom, women's right immediately. And yeah. they're just like, oh, and then they, they go into like a five-minute match. Right, yeah, I think, uh, I, I also think Becky comes out, both of them, um, uh, with both titles still, yep. and I also think that they do it in that order because it's the only way to make Lacey a very uh, believable challenger. Yep. Is this better than the Game of Thrones finale? No. Ah. Yeah. I. And that sucks because yeah. like those are the three women's matches on the whole card, and uh, we're, we're agreeing that one of them, two of them, are going to be back to back. Yeah. So then. Well, I don't think they're going to be back to back. I think it's well. Okay. I, I I think agree to disagree. Well, uh, okay. I think you're right. I want what. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I wish that the the Iconics were on here. I wish that there was, like, a women's feud that didn't have a title involved. Like, if yeah. Ruby Riot just started picking on Sarah Logan for no reason. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, the finale wins for this. For this. There's okay. not enough juice in it. Uh, I I disagree. The, for me, this is going to be better than the finale. Hmm. I'm more interested in the possibilities that could happen. Yeah. Whereas I kind of think Game of Thrones... Uh, has written themselves kind of into a corner, yep. or at least a corner full of cobwebs that I don't want to touch. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's icky. It's, it's icky on the Rexeldown. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I'm looking forward to Money in the Bank. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I am. I 
I think I, ladder matches are inherently very exciting. Yep. And I like it, whenever spontaneity feels organic, which mm-hmm. it, a cash in usually does. It's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, there are years where the Money in the Bank uh, ladder matches are the only things that you know that you care about. Yeah. And there's certainly like big match pay per views like Hell in a Cell where they're built around like two or three matches that are you know the event thing. But then like this is a pretty stacked card. And, I mean, you know, some of them aren't better than the finale of a show that's been running for seven years. Right. Or eight years. But that's, you know, that's the nature of time. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, I believe we might be watching Game of Thrones together. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Our, our plans are all in the air and crazy. Right. I got to work at uh, one in the morning the day before. Uh, so, we'll see if I'm awake. But, Woo! this is the Wrestle Down, and we're going to wrestle away. <laughs> <laughs> Come wrestle away. Yeah. Come uh, wrestle away. Yeah, do you want to plug anything? Like, uh, Yeah, oh god. When this comes out, all the shows I've done will have been done. Uh, I'm doing a one-man show in 30 minutes. <laughs> if anyone can make it to Improv Boston in Cambridge. Yeah, um, in the time that it takes for me to edit this <laughs> and uh, send it to Pat to upload, mm-hmm. and then you gotta go back in time. You gotta bring your own time machine, baby. Yeah, uh, um, Dusty Rhodes, baby. But we'll ask how... I guess we'll ask how it went... Uh, I got like shows in. Uh, oh, I'm on. I'm in uh, Pick a Side Stupid at, in Quincy Woo! Um, on May 24th, mm. and then I got a wedding to go to the day after. So don't fucking talk to me then. Ooh, I do have a show to plug, and I can plug it in advance. Uh, three days after my birthday, June 19th, uh, Qu- uh, Maggie's Lounge oh, cool. in Quincy is the last ever. Uh, what else are you gonna do on a Wednesday show? So, uh, I will be performing. Likely, uh, I will be there as in Chico or performing uh, my alter ego, uh, Kung Fu Bruno, as one half of the gentleman. Nice. So, that has been the Wrestle Down. I already said Wrestle Away, so come wrestle away with me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a boomerang, baby. It's just as good. Sticks! (laughs) 